do 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 all right here we go my name's todd adams and this is kathy adams welcome back to another episode of pop culturing uh pop culturing is a podcast that we haven't done guess what month last time we did <laughs> oh, pop geez. culturing like six months ago anybody uh we have our two two guests two of our three daughters are here cameron christine adams and skylar shane adams Welcome back. We were all here together in October. Oh no! For what? Take a guess. Uh, the horror movies. Midnight Mass. Okay. Very good, Skylar. Mm. So um, I woke up this morning, went to my little exercise place, and I intersected with Kathy. We ran into each other. We ran into each other, and she's like, uh, "We should do a pop culturing today." And I, it's been. Eight months, right? And we should have done Yellow Jackets, by the way, girls. I we can't believe we didn't. To... Yeah, like it. Sorry. So <laughs> Sorry. here we are. Um, it's been too long, and if you're listening to this on the Zen Parenting Radio platform, we decided to put a pop culturing podcast also on our Zen Parenting platform, which is obviously much larger. And it's just because Kathy and I've done a lot of interviews lately, mm-hmm. and we haven't. I have felt that we haven't really been. You know, when we're interviewing somebody, we want them to shine. Right. But when we're doing our thing, and we just haven't been doing our thing much. Well, and we haven't been able to talk about things that we... We've been talking a lot about politics. We've been talking a lot about, you know, challenges. Mm-hmm. And and the other aspect of Todd and my personality is we love pop culture, and we watch a lot of TV, and we watch a lot of movies, as do our girls. And by the way, Skylar is 14, and Cameron is 17. So, so everybody has an idea. Congratulations on being 14 and 17. <laughs> yeah. And so we wanted to at least have an opportunity to do something that is part of our enjoyment, that is our distraction from reality. Yes. Back to reality. So first we got to do this. Out of the upside down. Mm-hmm. Did we already announce what we're doing yet, or is this how people are finding out? I think this is how they're finding out. Yeah. What is this? They have to figure it out. If you well, don't know by now, you don't have a life. Thank you, Judgmental Cameron. <laughs> well, I mean, the show's kind of everywhere. Like, I mean, maybe people skip it. the intro. No, but everyone knows this song. Like, name a better intro song. That's like one of the Yellow Jackets. Ones. Yellow Jackets has a great intro That's song. That's not better, though. It's just... It is. Well, and would you no. call that a song or a theme? That's a theme. This is a song. No, Yellow oh. Jackets is a song. Oh, sorry, Strangers. I switched that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I switched this. Yeah, so yeah. it's a theme. And interestingly enough, your dad fast forwards through that. So we really. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this, is like, this is an intense, like, beginning. So that's from Yellow Jackets. Maybe we should just do Yellow Jackets today <laughs> instead. Um, okay, switch so out. here we are. Kathy's going to lead. I have a few questions I'm going to ask, but you guys are going to shine, and I'm going to try my best to not be as on and just try my best to listen and understand this series better. I, I think you'll be surprised because a lot of the things I'm going to bring up the way that I'm going to structure it, you're going to have a lot of input. So I think you might be surprised. So the what I told the girls is we're going to talk about all the references in Stranger Things. So if we weren't very clear in the intro, if anyone's confused, we are not doing Yellow Jackets. We're doing Stranger Things season four. Okay. And we are recording this on June 13th, which means it's after the first how many episodes? 
Uh, seven. 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 Yeah. And there's two more to go. There's two more like feature length ones. So we have volume two coming out on July 1st and they're pretty long. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. All right. So this is after we are recording after the volume one. Correct. Okay. So basically we are going to talk about all of the eighties references inside of this series, or at least inside of season four, because there's if we went through the whole series, it would be on and on. But not just to highlight the movies, but to talk about the content in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because everything is overlapping and connected. And, and because pop culturing is a Gen X perspective on pop culture and how, it, and also about our continuing self-awareness and how pop culture plays a role in our self-awareness. Um, Stranger Things is a perfect example of that. I think Stranger Things has more depth than people give it credit for. I think there's a lot of learning that goes on and a lot of aspects of our humanity that's highlighted. Um, so let's just jump into it. So, And you guys can give me your perspective on why you think this is important. But the first movie that I noticed that they were referencing a bit was Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Which was also referenced pretty heavily like we even watched part of the movie at the end of season three i think it was episode seven yeah when they sneak into the movie theater so that's an ongoing theme throughout the whole series well and the reason that i think it's valuable even if someone hasn't seen back to the future in a while there is an issue in stranger things with time travel Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one thing is the recognition that the time is discussed a lot. First of all, in this series, a clock is the actual thing mm-hmm. that people see before they, you know, meet Vecna, which we'll get into. So a clock is a big thing. But in season three, the letter that L reads from Hopper, mm-hmm. he talks about time. You guys remember that when he talks about time and how it's um oh how we wish we could stop time mm-hmm. you know but we can't which is a big issue with the boys growing up yeah. and wanting to you know stay friends forever but mm-hmm. life is changing and then l reads a letter at the beginning of this series or of the of volume one do mm-hmm. you remember that and she mm-hmm. talks about time what does she say do you do you remember sky I have no memory of what you're talking about. I think she says something about it feels like it's been... She says something that Joyce told her. Like, the Joyce told me sometimes time slows down Mm -hmm. or time speeds up, depending on what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And don't you guys feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I actually... We've heard that recently. This is a different show, but in This Is Us, do you remember, like, the whole theme about time moving faster and faster as you get older, which is a huge thing with this show? And especially because all the actors, like, I... I watched a scene from the first season a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, my God, they're like babies. Like, in the first season, I didn't even notice because it's been so gradual about, like, how they're full adults now. So maybe, like, that's part of, like, a deeper meaning, and also it could just be, like, a wink of, like, uh, the writers kind of winking us, being like, yeah, we know they're, like, they grew up pretty fast. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard's, like, six feet tall. I have a time question for you guys because you um, have been on this earth a lot less than Kathy and I, than your mom and I. Mm when I go to a party and I'm enjoying myself, it flies by. Mm-hmm. And when you guys are in a place that you're really enjoying yourself, because I remember as a kid when I was at a party, it seemed like it was a, like a really long party, but it was only like four hours. But now that I'm 50 years old, it seems like it goes by much more quickly. So when you guys are at a place where you're having fun and a place that you want to be, does it seem to go by quickly or does it seem like a really long, good night? It feels like quickly if i'm doing something i really really like or i'm talking to people i really really like then it's 
it goes by quickly for me. I think it goes by quickly, but I think when you're little, you're doing more. And I think when you're older, you're just talking. Mm. And so it may seem <laughs> like it's going by quicker. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess it just depends on yeah what party it is. I want to say something else about mm. time. Um, also, what do you guys, and, and I really don't have an answer for this. Yeah, so I'm I, curious. Think, I think I know what you're about to s- say. But well, yeah. there is a point in this series when they are in the upside down, mm-hmm. okay? And yeah. they are going to Nancy's upside down house, the Wheeler house, mm-hmm. to get her gun, okay? And there's a lot of references to Nancy having guns over yeah. the series, mm-hmm. okay? She always has the gun. She's and then, always the one who's like shooting people. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it, it, I like that. It's part of her being, it's not about liking guns. It's about that she feels like she's a defender, mm-hmm. okay? She gets into a room, realizes the gun is not in the box, which should have been more secured, by the way. Yeah. And number two, that she opens her diary or her journal and realizes that time has been standing still since the day Will was taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was literally, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Okay. That's so interesting to me, and it's something... I haven't, I've uh, watched a lot of interviews, I've read a lot of articles about like the show and people's series. I haven't heard it talked about very much, but I think that's huge because we still have yet to uncover kind of the mystery of like what the upside down really is. Right. It's referenced like a bit in the season, like when Dustin and Steve and Lucas are talking about like the upside down and Dustin's kind of like, well, as far as we know, Elle didn't create it. She just opened a gate and yes. it's just been going on forever. But for some reason, when these people from our timeline, go to the past it's always when will went missing so i don't know if someone different like when someone from the regular world comes in like it stops for that particular like group age Mm -hmm. that group i don't know if it's specific to person i don't know if will did something with the upside down but i haven't heard a lot of theories about it but i think it's it's fascinating can you guys help me understand what your interpretation of what the upside down is because i really don't know other than it's this other place it's kind like they explain they build on it a lot in the first season of like i think Elle even does like a thing where she makes an interpretation of like flipping the board over of like just a dark i i interpret it as just a dark version of our world like a dark reality got it with where all like the worst monsters and all Mm -hmm. like the worst energies and all the worst spirits like that's where they are that's Mm -hmm. where they go and i don't think there's much more to it than that in my mind but you guys well i have a question for you sky do you think that there's a possibility that the upside down if the right things happen that it could be turned to a place of light Mm, maybe i mean i don't think so the upside down is interesting because it's like the monsters before will got taken didn't seem to be doing anything before then so it seems like there might be more to it than just another is world. it is it a parallel universe like is it a, but yeah. it, it's but oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but what i but it sounds like yet time does not proceed in the same way it does with our universe i'm assuming time just doesn't really work in the same way it does for us and i don't mean to impede on the questions because i think this references it but i think it all leads back to the mind flare in my mind because he's kind of like what Dustin calls like uh, the kind of leader of the upside down. Well, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's go here into yeah. the mind flare. Mm-hmm. You think the mind flare is more powerful than Vecna? Yes. Yeah. No, Dustin literally says if the Demogorgon was its foot soldier, then Vecna's its five star general, meaning Vecna works for the mind flare. But then why does the mind flare look like a spider? He doesn't look like a spider all the time. He's like. 
he looks like a you spider. Know what? That's true. Right? He does look like a spider. Maybe. And that is one of Vecna's things. But it things. seems weird but, that Vecna does seem less powerful than the Mind Flare. I know they like. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems he, that way. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, like, Vecna kind of needs to read the energy of someone in order to take control of them. Mind Flare just did it with but Will. Maybe that's why Vecna you know, works under the mind flare. Mm -hmm. But isn't the whole upside down a hive mind? Yeah, of the mind flare. Of the mind flare. It's so do every, every, you know, the reason the Demogorgon went after people is to do the mind flare's bidding. Like, right. they, it, they are what I'd call, like, the worst bad guy in the upside down. Like they, The Demogorgon or Vecna? No, uh, no, mind flare. Okay. They're the worst bad guy because they're the people, their whole point is to t overtake the world, like, and build, like, a better, like, I think they say an exact quote in season two when they're, like, uh, talking about, like, what's in Will. It's, like, its whole goal is to overtake the universe right. that our characters live in. So, so you just play. think Vecna is a version. And by the way, let's talk mm -hmm. about Vecna for a second, yeah. which is the bad guy of this season. And, and we... By the way, if we didn't say it at the beginning, this is a spoiler podcast. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be talking about everything uh, from one through seven. Mm -hmm. But um, Vecna is a character that I, something that you guys will appreciate that I read. Um, the actor who plays him, mm -hmm. that he's from the Volteri. Yeah, I was about to say, he's from Twilight. Everyone's <laughs> Twilight. like, he's the same guy. He, he looks like the same yeah. guy. But he, the actor, was given two movies that he was supposed to watch mm -hmm. in preparation for this character. Ooh, okay. And number one, you'll appreciate because you watched it with me, Cameron, yeah. uh, Primal Fear. Oh! Yeah. Wait, so as, like, the the guy, the crazy guy in it? Who Ed Norton's like, character. Ed Norton's character, yeah. okay. Because he had to play a version of himself as being innocent. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. And he was also given, and I don't think these girls have seen this, maybe, Todd, you have, he was also given Hellraiser. Mm. The movie Hellraiser. Yeah, I Do you remember that? that? The guy with all the pins in his face. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, so that guy. So Vecna kind of looks like the Hellraiser character. That was in the 80s. Yeah. So he was supposed to be a somebody who was pretending to be a good mm -hmm. person, which yeah. is primal fear. Mm -hmm. And then actually he's somebody who is trying mm. to destroy. Got it. Do um, we want to talk about the Vecna twist? And like, do we want to get to that yet? Or are we going to... Not wait? yet, because okay. I think the other thing... So let's jump to something that you guys may have more input on. Because yeah. have you... Skyler, did you watch Poltergeist? Yeah, we okay. watched it together. Okay, what? so did what? you watch Poltergeist? No, when did you watch Poltergeist? <laughs> I, I, we wait. devised it years I'm, before. We're I'm, like, let's do this without camera. No, I'm always like, let's watch a horror movie. And you're like, nah. It wasn't that amazing. So you didn't miss that much. It's the one... Explain to me about Poltergeist. Is it the one with the doll? No. no. Okay. That's The Conjuring. No, it's not. The Conjuring is the one with the demon. The doll is the well, one. Well, there's a doll in, in The Conjuring. A the Annabelle is in that one. Oh, yeah, but Annabelle's its own movie is what I'm saying. That's True. not the main villain in The Conjuring. Right. All right. But it, there is a, yeah. a doll. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're right in the way where I think that's where they started Annabelle, but I was just meaning to say the Poltergeist is that, that's not the one with the TV. That's the ring. Yeah, that's, that's the, the TV. TV. So what's the difference between The Ring TVs. and Poltergeist? The Ring is, first of all, a movie, a fairly recent movie and compared to all these movies. Mm -hmm. It's more in the 2000s. And The Ring is about watching a videotape. Yeah. The Poltergeist is about a little girl who they live in this house that happens to be on an Indian burial ground. Okay. Um, and this little girl is taken in 
through the TV. Now, the reason why that's really important is because you guys will remember, and Skylar, I'll look at you for a second, because do you remember when our our heroes, you know, all you know, Steve and Robin, and um, they all go into the Upside Down, and they can hear Dustin. Mm-hmm. And do you remember mm. in Poltergeist when when Carol Ann is like, I'm in here. You I know, know they can hear each other. They okay. can hear each other through the upside down and they speak through lights. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is what Carol Ann kind of did too with the TV and the yeah, lights. Yeah, and that's been throughout oh. all of Stranger Things. Yeah, I was going to say. Speaking through lights. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, which I thought was a great, that was a great usage of calling back a season one theme that was never really explained. Like how did Will control the Christmas light? Right. Like we never got that. We went upside the, inside the upside down and it was our way of tracking of like when the Demogorgon was in there. Yeah. But we never got like kind of an answer of like how things work down there. And I think it was... The way they did that was really natural. Like it made total sense in the situation, and it like got our uh, some of our fave characters out of like a bad situation. So let me go deep about something. Oh, oh I was trying to do it. That's her. That's Carol Ann. Let's try it again. They're here. A little soft. That's as loud as I can get it. They're here. That's crazy. She puts her hand on that. the TV when it goes. Yeah. Um, and she gets sucked in. Is what we're saying. Where mm-hmm. does she get sucked into? We never to the upside, upside down. down. We never see it. We never see. We just hear her voice. Well, we sh- we never see her get sucked in. What happens is this whole thing happens in the house. Carol Ann is missing, and then they realize she's somewhere inside the house. And do we see where she goes? Like I know we don't see no. how she gets no. there, but but that's opposite. The portal then. is the TV. Is the television? The portal is the TV. But the other thing that's important, yeah, is that. What I thought was really poltergeisty mm-hmm. was at the in the final in the final episode when it's super cool when they figure out how to get through the um, the gate mm-hmm. and they jump out of the yeah. upside down. That was super poltergeisty yeah. okay. because in Poltergeist they pull Carol Ann with ropes with ropes yeah. through okay. like some opening in what you would perceive to be a so gate. basically okay. the Duffer Brothers just pick the greatest hits of Correct. our childhood yeah. horror movies Correct. and bring them in and do you see how like going through these movies helps us talk about sure. all of these pieces so um, so let's talk about what you two girls disliked the most about these this series. Oh, uh, I don't want to talk. We have to because right. this is the references to okay. the movie. I just don't want to talk about the classroom scene. That's all. Okay. I can t- I'll talk about the I'll talk the about the classroom disco. scene. Okay, so Skyler, you start and tell what happens uh, in the classroom scene. Elle makes like a diorama of her hero, and she chose her, her dad or Hopper, and she's presenting it to the class, and it just doesn't go well. She gets. She gets a little sad. And Does she bullied. get made fun of? Yeah. Okay. It, and it's the teacher doesn't do anything. Thanks a lot, teacher. Whatever. But it just doesn't go well. And then this bullying continues at the roller rink. Yeah, it does. It kind of, she, the bully kind of pretends to be Elle's friend and then lures her out into the roller rink and she gets like milkshakes poured on her while, while it's all on tape. It's just, they're just classic 80s bullies, as you would say. Like people yeah. who are literally being uh just out to get her like for no apparent reason and we obviously feel so awful for it's kind of like when gary and wyatt got uh, the slushy spilled on him from weird science todd yeah honestly there are people who refer to weird science when they talk about this because of the slushies 
Obviously, some other people refer to the movie Carrie because she gets pig's blood poured yeah. on her. Yeah, and yeah. is that '80s? Because I thought Chloe Grace Moretz was in that. Is that a 2000s? That's the second okay, gotcha. Yeah, the original was Sissy Spacek, who's now like in her 70s. Oh, and also, I'd like to uh, point out because this kind of relates to the Carrie is that that whole bullying scene with Eleven is a parallel to what happened to her in the lab, yes. which is something we had not seen. Again, this season is really good. At, I think season three, which I also heard in an interview and I told you, is more of a black sheep it season in a way where it was, I lo- just to clarify, I absolutely love season three. It was my favorite season. I enjoyed every single episode. It had great storylines. It intersected. It was written well, all the good things. But it didn't really carry on with a lot of season one and season two storylines about the lab, about the upside down, about uh, the different powers of like Eleven's i'm I'm kind of air quotes like siblings even though they're not really siblings right either way a lot of the big themes and a lot of the big mysteries didn't really get uncovered in season three and they're kind of bringing that back in a really natural cool way to also introduce our villain uh and that was also and it kind of was just preparing us all season for the bullying that she would go through uh at the lab which we'll see when she's trying to get her powers back which I, yeah, I yeah a, well oh go ahead sky well it, we just kind of didn't it didn't really mean anything when she was bull- being bullied. Like, it didn't lead to very many storylines bef- besides, like, her difficulties with Mike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it then it ended up realizing why they showed us that and why that was important to parallel. Because it, un- it was unlocking memories mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. I have a very important question. So yep. s- this season started out with uh, we are led to believe that Elle yeah. created all this chaos and killed all these kids, right? Yeah. Did you guys actually buy into that Elle did that? No. Never. I there were a few moments where I was like, oh, she could. That's why she's getting the character arc. That's why she hit uh, her bully with the with the roller skate. But I I think that I had an inkling that they were leading to something of like who actually killed the lab people because it was just a little too obvious. Like I feel like if they really wanted to do a big reveal of Elle's the one who killed all the lab students, they wouldn't have introduced that. They would have made that the reveal. They wouldn't have given that to us in the first scene of the, mm-hmm. of the third season. I mean, the fourth season. I think if they were going to play out this villain role, which they totally could have gone with, like she's a very, a, gr- a girl who's been through a lot of stuff. Like I could see her doing that, especially if they were bullying her, but they would have made that like the big gasp of the season. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have started with it. So another piece of this, of this, you know, because we were talking about the slushies mm-hmm. and the bullying and everything is um, kind of so random. But you, you were talking about weird science and that that's possibly connected. You know, that's an 80s movie. But there's a lot of people who think that Eddie Munson, who yep. is a new character, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a play on Eddie Munster, mm-hmm. which is from mm-hmm. a show from the 80s, you know, or maybe the 70s. Mm-hmm. When did the Munsters come out? I don't know. I don't remember. I remember never being excited that it was on. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't love it. Yeah. But anyway, Eddie Munson, that a lot of people think he's a Robert Downey Jr. kind of character. So in the 80s, Robert Downey Jr. was in a lot of these roles. Yeah. And he, and we all know his personality. He's been the same. Yeah. Eddie kind of has that kind of smart alecky like people just think he's kind of doing a Robert Downey Jr. But he's very charismatic at the same time of like the first time we're introduced to him we're kind of led to believe he's a little off the rails like he's a little bit like you gotta be nice to him you gotta like chill but as the kind of season went on it was like it kind of got more into his friendship with the boys and like how he kind of took him under his wing. And mm-hmm. I really come to love the character pretty easily, which yeah. is not easy. I don't, I'm, I like keeping the same cast. I know we, it's like given us a lot of great characters when they add to the original cast, 
But I, at first, am always like very hesitant because I'm like, I like the people we had before. I don't want new characters. But obviously, I've been proven wrong. Yeah, like, he was likable. I think oh, yeah. Eddie is so interesting because they brought him in, and by the first episode, we already really liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Along with a bunch of other new characters. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to see, you know, like more layers of him throughout the season, but he is kind of. Mm-hmm. Just weird how he was dropped in. Well, we see him. We we get to see behind. We, we get to see a deeper story, which was how when he has conversations with people, like, for example, Chrissy mm-hmm. at the beginning, who oh, unfortunately yeah. meets her fate with Vecna, dun, dun. that they start having a conversation and they realize they have more in common than they think. Yeah. Right? And that it's one of those high school themes of we have all these groups, you know, very breakfast mm-hmm. clubby, right? All these groups. But the truth is we have more in common. He also has time with Steve mm-hmm. where he's... He's like, these are all the reasons I disliked you, Steve, because you had rich parents and because mm-hmm. you had great hair and you were popular. And Steve's these are a hair. lot of challenges that Steve has had, that he mm-hmm. really didn't like those things. Go mm-hmm. ahead. No, it's just a large thing with Steve, I feel like, is people realizing he's actually a good person. Yes. Like Robin and Eddie. It's just so interesting how they're like, I actually really like you. Yes. No, yeah. Not as bad I, as I thought you were. Yeah, I'll give a full explanation when we talk about the whole character things, but I uh, like our favorite characters. But I think Steve is one of the most inventive unique characters mm-hmm. which i know people might roll their eyes i'm like he's the brave like pretty boy guy right. but i just think the fact that it's continually proven even though he's super smart alecky he's a little full of himself sometimes and you know he's this caring person he's extremely brave and will always have a hero moment at the end of the season like he always steps up to the plate he defends all of his friends like he's just so it's really it's really difficult not to like him. Well, he has literally good integrity and character. Such good integrity. So Todd, you'll yeah. like this. Okay, uh, I, I want to play just a little bit of Steve sure. Bean and Dingus for six minutes. Whatever <laughs> that means. Yeah, no, that's yeah. it. God, God. This is... hmm. Boop. Boop. You can hold me tight. Why are you winking, Steve? Stop. Is everyone okay? Yeah, I'm great now that I know the Russians can't design elevators! I just decided Steve's my second favorite character. Oh, he's so good. He's <laughs> Those so were good. not great clips of Steve. I know. I no, I mean, randomly did it. they're compiling a bunch of, like, little humor things, so we're not going to be able to understand it. But I'd also, I know you guys know this, but, like, I'd like to point out that the Duffer brothers were going to have him die at the end of season one. So and because they liked, oh, really? like, Joe Curie so much, they changed it. I know. They changed it because they're going to have a die. And one mm-hmm. sad thing I recently learned is they didn't know the chemistry between Eddie and Chrissy. Because they filmed Chrissy's death scene first mm-hmm. before they filmed them oh, together. Wow. Oh. And they were actually quite disappointed because they didn't know they would have that much chemistry. Uh, Same. I thought they would be a couple. I thought there would be a major theme and like something would happen to her later on in the season and then her football or basketball boyfriend would like get, I, I don't even remember his Jason? name. Jason's I just worst. think it's so interesting because it's so glad they kept Steve mm-hmm. after they realized he had good chemistry uh, with everyone in the cast yeah. and he was a good person. But So that's what I was going to say to you. So Chrissy, who mm-hmm. meets her doom her name is chrissy cunningham mm-hmm. and they think they named her after happy dates mm-hmm. because Which, in what's the, 80s, the original name their last names are the cunningham oh okay gotcha and it's it's based in the 50s but in the 80s we were all watching it so yeah. it was gotcha. important to us yeah. at the time yeah. um you know so anyway so i'm going to move to the next movie we'll move quick okay um quick through these mm-hmm. et's obvious right guys mm-hmm. yeah that's been like a constant theme Ongoing. since the first season. The bikes, like the everything, yeah. The yeah. children, the taking children. care of things. And yeah. there's one scene where I, you and I called it out, Todd, where uh, Dustin's making a phone call 
um, on a payphone, and it actually says ET phone home yeah. right mm-hmm. next to his head. So we'll go through that one. Yeah. Um, one that you two probably haven't seen is a movie called The Amityville Horror. No, never heard. So that's a movie. It's about a house, okay? And mm-hmm. it's about someone, there were a murder that occurs in the, in the house, and then a new family moves into the house, and he kills his whole fa- his whole family. Mm-hmm. The, the house that Vecna has the upside down house the house that the creels have mm-hmm. right because it's the creel house looks a lot like the amityville horror house don't you think todd that's cool uh yeah a little bit it's more of a mansion whereas yes. amityville, amityville horror house was more of like a normal suburban house right yeah so maybe conceptually yeah. it's more so will you two and go back and forth a little bit tell the story because the biggest plot point um, yeah. in this season. And actually the very first trailer, teaser trailer we ever saw eight months ago mm-hmm. was about this Creole family. So will you explain? So do you want me to talk about the full story about what happened to him or what Just we're led to the believe? basics. The basics is uh, in the 50s, there was a guy named Victor Creel. He had a wife and a son and a daughter. And they were all, all but him were mysteriously murdered that night where their eyes were popped out their like bones were broken it was really gross which is kind of like the way of killing this season and he goes to insane asylum and he um uh he goes to insane asylum because he's the only one uh who survived and everyone thinks he did it and he ripped his own eyes out because he's so haunted by it and it's just kind of led to believe that this house is haunted like it's not good no one goes in there it's closed off like that's the one of the I, I'm gonna say characters, but like the house is a big character this season. It is, yeah, because the the grandfather clock that's inside the mm-hmm. house is the symbol of like the meeting your doom. Yeah, can we call it like the? I want to call it like the cursing or like how because um, you know how they had a like a, a way of saying it for season three, like the flayed, because mm-hmm. you were if you were taking control of the mind flow, you were with you flayed. Were flayed. I don't know how what to. You were clocked. You were clocked. Let's say well, we were, were clocked. clocked. Which is similar to It. Yeah. Because you remember in It, they see a red balloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, so that's it's taken the from the movie It. Yeah. So, Sky, tell the story of what we found with the counselor in the school. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So the counselor, we know from early on just because of Chrissy. We never saw her them together, but we saw Chrissy coming from the office. And then we see, like, Chrissy having the episode with... Um, the clock and her freaking out and the same thing is happening with max she goes to the counselor and we meet there too and then we learn that max also is gonna get clocked eventually (laughs) and um and then fred is that his name and fred we we never saw him but he got clocked and i'm so glad we have that nancy i know it's not the same thing but nancy is did she see the counselor no no i'm just saying who's getting clocked yeah Yeah. true so Um, Sorry, Wait, go let ahead, her finish. finish. So anyway, Sorry. the guidance counselor basically connects them all. And so people are starting to think that she is suspicious, especially because of um, her necklace, which we see when Max comes to her house, which is a grandfather clock, but it's also a key. Ooh. And we think um, there's a keyhole in the grandfather clock in the Creel house. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, can I share my... Did you guys make this theory up? No, no okay. we, we read we it. Saw. Okay, I'm just clarifying because I don't think that's a very good theory in the way we're only because why would this person be what is she doing like calling Vecna up being like this person has anxiety issues and like maybe she's in maybe she's been flayed or or maybe she is somehow connected to Vecna yeah I don't think she's herself yeah but like She's not herself. Okay, that she makes has a, a clock little. Key. They wouldn't put that but for no reason. What if they're just they were just trying to hint at the grandfather clock? Because at the time of Max seeing it, we hadn't seen a lot of the grandfather clock. 
Uh, so maybe they're just putting in little hints, like of or of things. it could be a smokescreen. Yeah, and they know all these people I, like dive into these shows. Totally, and just, they want you to think something. They and call it's that a, a, a I, red herring. I think it's. I a call it a smokescreen. Tad too obvious. Like, isn't it cooler if Vecna can sense someone's energy and sense that they're going through something and sense that they're struggling, other than just you know somehow reading the mind of some random counselor? Isn't it cooler well, I mean, if he has? Because uh, sorry, can I finish? Really sorry. Uh, so L can kind of reads people's minds and can kind of like you know, see what they're feeling. And this, and Vecna has the exact same powers as her, so why would he even need the counselor? Vecna has a scene where we can see that he sees everyone that's Yeah, it. It's just interesting how it all connects. It could be a smoke screen, but it's just interesting Sorry. because it's a key. Yes. But it just seems weird. Also, also, if, uh, like, I get how you're saying they're all connected, all the people who are, like, being clocked are going to the counselor, but that could just be due to the fact that the people Vecna is sensing are going through something and the people are going to the counselors because they're going through something. Like, I just don't think it... If I'm wrong, then you can hold it over me, but I don't think that's going to be a thing. You know what? It could be a small thing. It's mm-hmm. just these little, like, Easter eggy things are fun. Yeah. You know, where it's like you start no, to I notice totally that the that. counselor is wearing a grandfather clock yeah. around her neck. Like, that's pretty yeah. crazy. The Duffer Brothers are so smart with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're great with that. So, so Todd, I'm going to pull in another movie, okay? So I, Bring it. Okay, ready? Okay, War Games. Love it. So do you remember in this season when they are discussing War Games? Shall we play a game? Right, that's War Games. Yeah. Wait, no. is this the... Is this the Let's is, see if your dad can get okay. it. Okay. Do I remember the reference to War Games? Yeah. No, I have no idea. Wait, is this the movie where they're like, they're like, he found another number and like they're... Yes. Yeah, oh my God. I remember we watched the end of that and I was like, what in the world is happening in Huge this movie? Huge 80s movie. Okay. Math... Uh, Matthew Back Broderick, to the guy, yeah. right? And Allison Janney, um, Allison. Uh, not Allison Janney, but Janney? Allison. Uh, and her name's not Allison. That's her name. Sheedy. in Breakfast Club. Her name is Allie Sheedy. Allie Sheedy. Signals from the computer and turns them into sound. Shall we play a game? That was pretty good, Todd. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> so you're probably looking at it right now, but do you remember his name? The computer's Bra- name. Oh, um, oh gosh, Joshua. Good, very good. And then, so they're comparing that to the, do you remember the name of the project that L is a part of? Um, Nina. Yeah. What is it? it? Nina Project. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Nina Project. So they're, because the reason that we're connecting it here is because the the crew, all of our heroes are kind of divided doing different things in this season. Oh, yeah. And our four-person crew of Jonathan, Argyle, um, Mike, and Will Mm -hmm. are all in the middle of Utah. Yeah, they're going to find out. And when they call that phone number, it's like a fax machine. Mm-hmm. And they recognize that sound because of the movie War Games. And then they go see Susie, who totally does... A Matthew Broderick. And what it, do you remember what she does for Dustin? No. Do you changes girls, his change, grade. Yeah. Changes oh, yeah. his grade. Ferris Bueller. That's Ferris Bueller. And in War Games, he and does And he does that for himself. So do you see all the My God, Matthew things? Broderick changed his grades in two separate movies. Yeah. Oh, I just put that together. Which John Hughes may have been referencing War Games yeah. when he did it. And that's yeah. what's so fun. Is it's this. like we can't tell if they're just referencing or if they just are just doing the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Or I guess it's kind of the same thing. But. Well, is it a shout out? Is are Or is it think? just the themes so, of the movie? So quick yeah. thing about Nina. Nina is that little tank, that water tank, right? Mm, yes. Like what's going on there? Like, oh, Nina, it's basically a bathtub <laughs> with okay. a cover. And then they put the helmet on her. They, like, put, they play the videos of... Uh, of the memories. specific memories uh, in order to stimulate her power. So it's a, it's water. Yeah. And she remember- And she's got a helmet on 
and it's got a cover. Like, it doesn't seem that complicated. That's all I'm saying. No, but I have a question. Have we seen her in water before? Has that been a way? Oh, yeah. Season one. Season one. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. When was she in water? The bath. She called it the bath. Remember they made the big pool in the high school gym? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's what I was like. I feel like I'm remembering something right right now. But But then she got an upgrade where she could just listen to static and be in the same place. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what the bath is quite for, but I think they're just trying to use a scientific explanation for how we're going to get her powers back. Because that's been what I appreciate about this season is even though there were times where Elle's storyline kind of killed me at the point where either I was really sad for her, I was really bored, like something like that. Uh, just because the memories did take a while to get through, I thought it was really necessary in order to execute how difficult it is to get her powers back. Because if it had been like a, oh, I want my powers back, I get mad, I get them back, like it, it just wouldn't have been as impactful. So let's talk about the other show we're all watching, yeah. which is Obi Wan, right? Yes. Okay. So let's bring Star Wars into Stranger Please. Things because it's a big it, part, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So when Obi-Wan, sorry to, I'm not going to, this isn't a huge spoiler, but one thing we learned in the first couple of episodes of Obi-Wan is the fact that for the last 10 years, he hasn't, he's been kind of doing regular jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> regular jobs. And his jobs. force is atrophied his, quite substantially. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he can't utilize the force the way he used Use to. Use it or lose it, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Which is something similar, not identical because Els was taken away due to stress. It's like, she, they say she actually possibly had a stroke. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of when she took that thing out of her uh, out of her leg right yes mm-hmm. that, that she possibly lost it because of the amount of exertion mm-hmm. so it's not exactly the same but it's that idea of even though l's powers are telekinetic you know different than the force it's that same kind of idea of of you not having it and having to work to get it back mm-hmm. so let's talk about star wars as far as okay the most obvious thing you guys mm-hmm. is the upside down is dark mm-hmm. and our world is light right so you're either you're either going toward the dark side or you're going toward the the light side yeah right and one thing we didn't comment on that i wanted to make sure we commented Mm -hmm. on when we were talking about poltergeist and that they can hear each other there's and again this is this might be a stretch Mm -hmm. but the only people who can really hear each other through the upside down are people who love each other you think well joyce and and her son and then dustin and steve Okay, I totally see. I think they love each other, all the things. But is could that just be coincidence? Because usually when you're trying to find someone that's in the upside down, the people who try to find them is the people they love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could it still be an analogy for, or maybe not an analogy, but a, a shout out to the way that we get back to the light? Totally. And I think love? that's also mentioned in Max's story of like, that's the people who bring her back. Like Correct. that's what she's running to. So I totally see what you're saying. Like I totally agree. But also I think... Uh, didn't like Elle sense Will before she even knew him in the first season uh, like when he had first gone to the Upside Down and she leads them back to the house of like where she heard him but she's not a good example because she has powers okay so like we're talking about the regulars you okay. know the normies you all right. know all these people who don't have the bland people the bland <laughs> so Skylar why don't you just because we'll keep going with this topic of Star Wars and the light and the dark will you explain what happens to Max when she does get um, clocked and what ends up happening, because this is kind of part, this is probably the best part of episode four. This mm-hmm. is the best scene. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Max, hers was more interesting to me because she didn't just get killed. Like, she went to, like, the Upside Down was walking around for a bit. Yeah. Well, and she wasn't really there. She was in her mind. But she was walking around for a bit, ex- like, kind of exploring, whatever. And 
I felt like he was explaining more or talking to her more, you know, pretending to be Billy, like a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And then when she's about to be killed, like everyone else, she, the people, Robin and Nancy have figured out that music Mm -hmm. can be like, distract you and bring you back because it is from the other place. So she gets music, she gets, um, and she gets the opportunity to be able to get out of there because they put music on her ears and she was able to leave. lot of video you can't see but yeah so no it's a really cool shot what skyler was was Mm -hmm. saying was that she when she gets clocked basically she's in another dimension her friends can't bring her back they put earphones on her Mm -hmm. and she can hear that music in the upside down so that allows her to see a pathway back again love and connection right Mm -hmm. love that scene vecna is the personification of trauma So Vecna feeds on people who feel ashamed, guilty, or traumatized. This is how he brings them into the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Which is very similar to Anakin, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Someone who feels guilt, shame, and trauma. That's how Palpatine gets him. Right. Right. So it's the same kind of thing. And Max is down there. And now another, I'm totally jumping into the middle, you two. But do you remember when Max wakes up the next day after being clocked? And she's drawing pictures, and she realized she she's in a different dimension than the upside down, where the the house has been broken apart. Mm-hmm. What what is your take on that? I don't know what you're talking about. She actually says, "I think he was mad that I was there." Oh, I yeah. In I think he she was in the upside down, but she was in his home of the upside down. Yes. Like she was where it was the his real roots house. are. Yeah. Like, that's the same as going to, like, Mike or uh, Will's or, like, Dustin's house, but it's his home. Like, it's where he originates. So it's where his connection, his memories. So why does his... Max get it there? Why does he go? Why does she get she there? She runs away from the graveyard. So I think it might have just been a coincidence. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, oh, dang it, she's where my heart is. That's what I'm going to oh. say. That's where that's where his heart is, I think. Yeah, because she was running around for a bit. She ran away from the graveyard mm-hmm. and she made it there. Like, she yeah. just... I hate running scenes usually. I like the one at the... Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I was pointing to Sky oh, okay. to just be more close to the mic I when thought, she talked. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were still talking. Uh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so basically she, music, is what pulls her out. What she's able to do right before Vecna is going to suck out her eyes and mm-hmm. do a really gruesome thing to her body is she is able to realize that she has... She chooses joy mm-hmm. over trauma. She decides that I am not going to stay... She actually even says to Vecna you aren't really here, mm-hmm. which is you're not real, mm-hmm. right? This is my past. This is my history. And she is able to, with the help of Kate Bush and running up that hill, <laughs> run yeah. out. And I would like to comment here. When I was watching it, uh, first thing, when Max, when we realized that Max got clocked, it took me a little bit to realize it. But I, I, one thing with this season, sometimes I figure something out like right before we have that moment, with the exception of one that we'll talk about later. But... I realized, like, when I was like, wait, Chrissy was kind of seeing similar things, and then she died, and then we're like, wait, Max has been getting these headaches all season, she's been not feeling well, like, she's been, like, she's also clocked, and it also talks about her trauma and what she's going through, so I thought that was a really good reveal, because it kind of, 
it, I didn't, it was a good connection where it made sense, but I didn't fully get it until like one of the last seconds. Also, um, when we're in that scene where I'm, I was about to say something and I was, eh, she was right. I know what it, it, you think she was dying. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I thought I was, it could have gone two ways. I thought the scene was beautiful. I thought like her saying, I'm still here. I'm still here. I loved it. Like I got chills. But I couldn't figure out at the end if all the memories we were showing, all the things we were seeing is her goodbye. Because one thing is I know that there's been a lot of theories that they're going to kill off a main character this season, Ugh. which Max is definitely one of them. And we'll talk about that later, of course. But also, it's like when it's a really important character, their death has got to be good. Like they don't just like shoot them off screen and then they're like, yeah, they're dead. It's very, it's big. It's meaningful. Like they do well by their characters. So I thought that also easily could have been a death season for right, Max, which right. I thought was really interesting. And I don't know if anyone else felt that. Do you want to... Go ahead, Sky. I thought I, when I was watching it, I didn't think it was, like, her dying. I thought it was more her choosing instead to, like, run mm -hmm. to the music. But it could have gone either way because that would have been a really good death uh, yeah. for her mm -hmm. if she were to die that season. Cameron, do you want to talk about the take that we had at dinner last night regarding killing off characters because you and I were in agreement yes okay that. so this is something that I've been we've been talking a lot about because I saw a specific video about uh, there was a TV show I watched that went really wrong because I just wanted to make more money extend more seasons and what I realized went wrong with it one of the many things it was Pretty Little Liars which I'm sure if anyone listening has watched that they know that there's a lot of issues with that show but one issue is you never really felt there were stakes because they didn't have the courage I'll say courage but uh, to kill off a main character and in order for a show to keep you on your toes and to make you feel unsafe and to keep you engaged you have to believe that there are stakes and if all that shows ever do is just keep their main character safe. Like, no matter what, you always know, like, they're okay. And even if they're in risky situations, they're going to make it out. You lose that and you lose interest. So I think in TV shows like this, you have to sometimes kill off main characters. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting nervous because there's a main character that <laughs> I loved and I've already talked about that they put in hints that this is that this could be his his death. So let's talk about those things that yeah. make us think that our love, our love. Steve oh. Harrington I, oh God. is could possibly yeah. die. Number one. I have something yeah, go else ahead. to add. Mm -hmm, please. But we me and my friend are a little worried that they brought in Eddie for Dustin to have a best friend when <sighs> Steve dies. It's honestly it's honestly painful to talk about. You know what I just saw though this morning, you guys, mm -hmm. is I forgot this. In the first like long trailer, mm -hmm. we see Eddie playing guitar in the yeah. upside down. Yeah, yeah they're gonna I saw defeat that. they're gonna defeat it. I think that's the coolest thing. Also, that's good for Eddie's er character arc of him thinking he's only someone who runs away. Yes. Uh, which I think that's brave. why I don't I heard a thing that Ed, someone thinks Eddie is evil. I think he's all good. Oh, I like think he's good. I think he's a good new character but uh obviously steve i think you were gonna say he got he got well bitten. and let's talk yeah. about you know eddie again with, oh, okay. the, with the eddie monster thing yeah the monsters were a family of monsters but they were nice people Aww. this was the gist of the show <laughs> yeah is that they didn't like that their neighbors didn't like them and they tried really hard to go to school and be normal people oh, it's a little like what was that zombie awful. high school thing that you used to watch sky i did not school. used to watch it it was called zombies it was terrible zombies that's right you didn't watch was it. that a disney channel show a really bad show. I've heard that. Yeah. That sounds like Yellow Jackets. They Am used it in a song. Okay. They used it in the um, 
It was the Pete Wentz's band. What are they called? I don't know. Oh, you guys know. We I have don't know. You, we, you can't go over this because people listening are going to be frustrated. It's the band up? that th- sings the Uma Thurman song. Uh oh, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah, they use that in one of their okay. songs. Um, before we move on, I just need to play a quick clip that's going to make no sense to Cameron or Skyler, but because it's pop culturing, Cameron, you would have liked the show Mask because they killed off one of their most important characters in like a terribly sad way. Are you talking about MASH? Yeah. Ma- MASH. Did I say MASH? Was that you in said the last MASH. episode? I meant MASH. It was in the last episode, but I'll, for all of us who are around 45 or older, we'll remember this scene. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the sea of Japan. It spun in There were no survivors. So Okay, I'm going to challenge you on that, Todd. Go ahead. Because Blake was leaving anyway. He I was know. already gone. So killing him was not significant because he was already leaving the show. I know, sweetie, uh-huh. but picture yourself. We all love Colonel Blake. Right. We're watching this episode. Right. He's leaving. He's going home. So he that's a war and he gets to go home. So mm-hmm. he flies home. On his way home, yeah. the writers kill him. And there was this... Because uh, his plane was shot down. Mm-hmm. The writers... And the directors and the producers of the show caught hell because this was a show watched by adults and also kids. Yeah. And they're like, you just killed yeah. this. Why did you have to do that? Right. Yeah. And the reason, I don't know this, but I think the reason they wanted to do that was because it took place in the Korean War it's where people died. It's yeah. a truth yeah. of war. A couple questions. One was, so it, my understanding from what you just said is he was already leaving the show and you thought he was going to get a nice yeah. ton of send-off and maybe he could come back for the finale or whatever and they were like sending him off in a peaceful way and then they killed Correct. him. Correct, yes. And number two, was the show coming to an end or no? No, okay. no it was halfway so, through. So see, I think I... Would I'm kind of imagining a show of mine that I I think I've watched a show where they've done something like that of like they th- you think you're gonna get a nice goodbye for the character and I'll pull up one uh, example in Grey's Anatomy with George I believe mm. they had announced that he was leaving the show I don't know this for sure I don't think I was like old enough to watch it when this like was happening <laughs> yeah yeah because the show started when I was born but I they were gonna send him off to be a trauma surgeon at war. And I thought that was a really good ending for him. And I thought it made sense because he didn't have a lot to do that season. And they ended up having him get hit by a bus yeah. and have us not figure out that it was him who got by the bus because he was kind of mutilated yeah. uh, until like the very last second. It was a really good reveal. Mm. Uh, and I think it's really interesting when they do that because it's kind of like a cop out of like they want to show that there are stakes without with it, even though they didn't make the executive decision randomly, like they were already leaving. But I think that even that would keep me on my toes for the rest of the show. Well, one other curveball I'll throw at you yeah. is that obviously it took place in the Korean War, but it was a comedy. It was known, it had oh, a laugh track. It, what? Yes. Well, it, it had a, a laugh track. Dramedy. It was a, sweetie, it, it made, it, the laugh track happened all the time oh, on that show. <laughs> if it had a laugh track, that I wouldn't expect it. That's a sick Except comedy. I think MASH was kind of its own. It was a, it was a unicorn in that it was also very intense. Yeah. And a lot of the episodes would end in silence. Yes. There, it was a serious topic. You were basically viewing everything through the lens of Hawkeye and, um, oh. what's his Trapper. name? Trapper. Trapper. But after Trapper, BJ, BJ. yeah, and and that they 
to get through the war, they used humor. Yeah. But the truth was they were in a serious situation. Oh, there was very serious episodes. Okay. I'm not going to say that. See, okay, so, with, so this is kind of a special show is what you're saying. Very like special. there wasn't, okay, so I'm trying to imagine this. I don't think I've ever seen a show where it's this much of a... Okay, yeah. so let's get back to, to Steve. Yeah. We were saying <laughs> that the things that happened to him that I was like, okay, girls, this is going to be sad. Yeah. Number one, the the bats, the demi-bats. Yeah. Are they demi-bats? I think they're We'll just call bats. them demi-bats. They're the flying monkey things. Totally, and that's a Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz, Oz we reference. Call them, we have demi-dogs, demi-gorgon, demi-bats, I like Demi-bats. But other people, so I thought that was a, I thought the bats were a, monk, a flying monkeys reference, but people think they're like Star Wars Minox. Or oh, those are things that uh, went after the Falcon? Uh, uh, yes, they yeah. went after mm. the Falcon. Yeah. So, you know, again, Star Wars, yeah. Wizard of Oz, whatever. But these bats eat Steve's stomach, you guys. Yeah, yeah. That so how did good. Steve get left? Is he in trouble right He's now? He's fine. Forget. Nancy uh, kind of put the thing... Uh, Nancy's b- clocked. Yeah, Nancy is clocked, by the way. Uh, <laughs> did we make up that term, by the way? Yes. yes. I yeah. love it. We're I keeping it. I love we're just... Because I just think it's easier to say. Right. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she kind of wraps uh, her fabric around him, and it really seems to hurt. Like, he... They, they show him kind of, like, in, in kind pain. of a faint thing. And also another issue is that this send-off could be with him if with Nancy loving him and that's a good ending I'd say for the character just because he's been kind of struggling with who he's really going to end up with which I don't really know which direction they're going in with Nancy because that's kind of a switch from her and Jonathan yeah. like they did all this development with them just to like put it to uh, which gives you another Steve. reason why Steve might die I know that's because that's like because uh, the Jonathan and Nancy can rebuild their relationship even though he uh Steve died knowing that Nancy loved him or whatever and that's freaking me out i know me too because if they're gonna kill off a main character i don't want it to be steve i want it i don't even know who i'd want it to be i don't i wouldn't want it to be anyone else but anybody like, other than steve and dustin i'm fine with dying. i no, i i, don't, I wouldn't agree with that Skylar? sorry i just i just think i i was worried he was gonna die but i'm like oh they can't do that the fandom would be furious yeah but that's the looking, point yeah it's gonna come down to it oh like, and you can't kill l either no, you could. It, they could in the finale, them, like by a the way, million times. Like mm. if they're gonna kill her, it'll be at the finale because they can't yeah. survive without her. No, I completely agree. That would be an interesting way to end the show if Elle died. But I don't think they they can't kill Mike. They can't kill Will. They can't kill Dustin. Well, Will's a possibility. Will's but gotta. Will needs some more like substance this season in order for his death to be appreciated. Like they would make the season all about him and it, then kill him. Well, Will and we may not have seen this yet, but Will is somehow connected. He because he's been inflated because everything revolves around mm-hmm. when he was taken there is some and obviously we this is a, a big issue that we're just going to say this and and we'll see what happens but they're focusing a lot on will and who he is and his own um, issues with his sexuality mm-hmm. there you know again anybody who's right about this some of the characters are saying we're not going to go that deep into it we're just putting out there for people to contemplate some people are saying it's a huge part of his personality or a huge part of his mm-hmm. realization about himself um, but one of the things that they pointed out you know you guys were talking about L's presentation mm-hmm. in school his presentation Will's presentation was about Alan Turing which is the guy from the imitation game mm. The, the oh, he, he's gay. Correct. <gasps> oh, he has yeah. to be. He has to be. Well, also, I, during her presentation, a girl was like trying yeah. to like say hi, and he's like, "No, no, thank you." So they are. If they're not going to make that the biggest part of his personality, yeah. they are definitely grappling with the fact that he's growing up and figuring out his sexuality. Yeah. And really, 
that is also when we look at Will historically, he's been very not in this aspect of his sexuality, mm-hmm. but in other parts of his life because he was taken, he was very stunted in yeah. his growth. His his friends moved on; they had all these experiences while he was in the upside down. Yeah, and so he feels disconnected. Mm-hmm. Well, season one he wasn't even there, and season two he was just being saved the whole time. The whole time, yeah. So you, he's just completely behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here's another thing: if we're talking about Will being a possibility for a death. If they were going to kill him off, they should have done it at the end of season two because that season was all about him. He was being appreciated. He was loved. He got to, by the way, Noah Schnapp, amazing Amazing. job in season two Mm -hmm. and obviously now, but like season two was really centered around him and he killed it that season. Yeah. Uh, But I think that they have to do a character that we're very, very connected to presently. Like there has to be a legacy left behind, which is why I'm worried it could be Steve because Steve, like always, is crushing it. And uh, he's making us love him so much that it's scaring me. Yeah. He's he's the one who has chemistry with everybody. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. So the last two movies that I want to talk about, and we'll go quick through them because Mm -hmm. so we can do our final questions, is one that just your dad and I can talk about because you girls haven't seen it, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's two significant references to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. One is when Robin is talking about the girl that she is in love with. And Steve is like, oh, I'm sure that she would be interested in you, too. And do you remember why she says, I'm sure she's interested in you, too? I don't. Because he popped. Okay, <laughs> no, go ahead, Sky. You say it. Because she returned it, paused at the moment where the girl was getting out of the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, the Phoebe Cates thing? Yeah. So yeah. in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 53 minutes and nine seconds is when Phoebe Cates gets out of the pool. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying she paused it there. Oh, so that, of it. course, she likes girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And then the other reference for Fast Times at Ridgemont High is Argyle, mm-hmm. right? Because he's is that a name the in it? Is he like the Spicoli? Is it, isn't Argyle that guy's name? I have no, I haven't seen this movie. So no, 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 no. 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 Oh, Argyle, the pizza. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I'm saying what? What's Argyle's connection with? His Ridgemont? name is Spicoli. Uh, Sean Penn plays like a really big, um, like stoner. he smokes a ton of pot in the movie. Okay. It's actually really funny. The stoners in Fast Times at Ridgemont High are Sean Penn. Um, Anthony Edwards, who plays Goose in Top Gun, mm-hmm. and Eric Stoltz, who's the kid in Mask. Oh, okay. yeah, they're like, the, and they have a van just like Argyle, and they smoke pot, and they get out of the van, and all the smoke comes out just like with Argyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of Fast Times at Ridgemont High references, um, you know, at least nods, and okay. and they speak to that movie. Gotcha. The last one is, oh, this is Spicoli. He ordered a pizza into his classroom. Hallucinating here. Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. (laughs) I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Have you seen anybody order he a pizza like to their Argo. classroom? They actually, ordered it to the school. Actually, yeah. They they had to say, stop door dashing your food here because oh, really? it's against the rules. That's hilarious. Also, he sounds like Argo. I don't even see his uh, face because you're, uh, like, your computer's facing that way, but he sounds like the character of Argo. Mm-hmm. Very California. Yeah, yeah. So um, last movie, mm-hmm. the most obvious movie that everybody's referring to is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. So mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street is a very, um, the whole issue with, uh, what's his name? Um, what am I? Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Is that he reaches the kids through their dreams, which is a very like Vecna mind flayer thing. Mm-hmm. It goes into the mind. So anything you guys want to add about Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, Vecna looks just like 
Freddy Krueger. Like, yeah. he's burned in his hands. Literally, they pan on his hands, like, several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. You're right. His hands are like Literally the Freddy exact Kruger. same yeah. thing. His skin texture, I'm saying texture, like, kind of, yeah. like, he's mm-hmm. scraggled. Like, he's, skin. he, but he still has a very human body, which is why uh, the theorizing about Vecna kind of came about. Like, he was very more human than the other monsters we've seen in the Do you guys want to hear the sound clip that supposedly made Freddy scary? And yeah. Nice. yeah. Sure. Seven, eight, can you stay awake? And then nine, ten. What is it? Because he, he gets you in your dreams. Yeah. yeah. So as long as you're awake, you're fine. Okay. Oh. Well, what do they do about that then? They, most they try of them to stay die, awake. Except they have a final girl. You guys know what of a final girl is. And she is up for so long, she gets gray hair. <laughs> she Aww, has this big strip of gray hair. Heather Langen can't do they, do they take coffee? Like, what are they doing? Oh, yeah. They try she, to do all that. Yeah. It's and, been a long time. And sometimes they Johnny Depp is in the first one, and he doesn't make it. Just so you guys oh, know. Oh, as a kid or as an adult? It's like a teenager. He's a teenager. And then the, I know the, the the final girl, as we'll call her. Um, sorry. Uh, the final girls will call her. She kind of like tricks him and like forces him out of Correct. the dream. And she burns him, which I think is uh, cool. Maybe a little Max reference right there about oh, yeah. the person defeating, even though Max doesn't Do you guys him. think He's you're going to be scared? Do you think they're going to like that movie? The very first Nightmare on Elm Street is really well done for an 80s horror movie. Uh-huh. It like totally grabbed everyone's attention. The movies after, they actually do a Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. That's where oh, it gets my crazy. God. Yeah, because they overlap Friday Horror's the 13th. Crazy, That's man. no one needs that. The most, <laughs> the biggest part about Nightmare on Elm Street is the fact that Robert England, who played um, Freddy Krueger, really was taught. He's been saying all through like the you know beginning of Stranger Things, he was telling the Duffer Brothers, "I want to be in this show." Mm-hmm. So they brought him in, and he played. Victor Creel. Yeah, which I thought it was really, really cool. I didn't know until afterwards, but that was really smart, I think. Yeah, Because that really emulated Vecna, which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys ready for the questions? Yeah. Okay, I'm actually go. so excited about these. Me okay, too. so Todd, we're going to start with you to see if you've thought about this. Okay, I have not thought about it, okay. so I might say pass, but go ahead. Okay, well, these girls have thought about it, so oh, yeah. which I have one f- of you are going, is going first? I'll go first. Okay. So, of course she's going first. <laughs> well, I said it with my words. Are you worried she's going to choose your song? Why don't you go back and forth, we have right? similar music. Case. Yeah. But it's the first one that oh, they're okay. really focused I'm on. I'm so excited. We'll have a conversation. Sky, I have okay. two songs with different reasonings. Me okay. too. Okay, so... So let me ask the question. Yeah. First, yeah. Everybody knows <laughs> what we're talking <laughs> Start about. Start saying the answer. So the question is, you guys, everybody listening, you remember we talked about Max got sucked in to the um, Upside Down due to her trauma and her guilt and her shame about Billy's death. And then what was able to pull her out was she, her friends put her earphones, her Walkman on, and played a song that she loved that she could hear over and over again. Mm -hmm. So my question to the girls and to Todd is, what is your Vecna song? If you got sucked into the Upside Down, what should we put on your earphones? Can I ask ask a quick question before, I don't even know if I'm going to answer. Yeah. How is this different than my favorite song? It this doesn't is have just, to be. It's, okay, I'll give an explanation. Okay. I'll kind of go with it. So the song I chose, I have two, and I'll give another explanation for that, but okay. it's really literal in the way where it's going to make me want to, it's like you have to go, you have to run, you have to, like, and it's also a song I love, so it goes both ways. Just let her go. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, 
like you have to get out of there because with I don't running up that hill is kind of literal in the way where you got to run. Sorry, uh, I really want to. I'm really excited about this. Song. So I, which I've also seen this on TikTok, I really think the song "Out of the Woods" could uh, get me running. Ooh. It could make me thinking like, go. You have to like leave. You have to like get away from the monster. But Artist. One, not everybody yeah. knows. Oh, this is Taylor. Oh, come on, it's out of the woods. Taylor. Everyone so, thinks everybody's seventeen. Everyone knows "Out of the Woods." Are you no. kidding me? Most or, people don't. Okay. <laughs> Do you notice how you just I go Todd. No. Sorry. Okay. Cameron, no. Sorry. It's yeah. a really great Taylor Swift song, but one that kind of promotes a little more joy in me and gets me thinking about like you gotta leave, you gotta go to better things. Is Drive by Ben Rector because that could really. That's ooh. great. But I think. Uh, just to go with the darker theme, I'm going to say Out of the Woods is my final answer. Hey, Drive by Ben Rector. That's a great one. Both of one. those are wonderful. I think that Getaway Car would very much inspire me to leave. No, totally. I'm totally with you. That was on, like, kind of my top three enlist, mm-hmm. but Out of the Woods was just... Uh, Artist. Because I thought it was cool. Taylor Swift. Getaway Car by Taylor Swift. Listen to Reputation. Don't, don't play it. Why not? Because I, I don't that want song. you to ruin it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I play Out of the Woods then? Sure. Yeah. A little bit. All right. And that's the one you love that's on piano, Dad. I know. And okay. I, I don't get annoyed when you... When so while Dad's pulling it up, could you guys hear those songs over and over? Go back to Sky. Oh, I was not quite done. I was going to oh. say, I my mm-hmm. favorite album by Taylor Swift is Folklore, but that would not inspire me to leave. No, you got to like get, get out. car would inspire me to leave. Yeah, 1999 Reputation could get So Skylar and I were just talking in the car about this. Hold on. Okay. It all seems so simple. the best part dad which is that a little farther in the song What? Let's play the bridge. Well, play the bridge. We actually can't play all that. We're Aww. not allowed to. No, if we skip around, it's fine. You... He doesn't know where the bridge is. Alright. It's fine. Stop. We're not we're not the, we got to do the copyright you, thing. When you get in trouble is when you provide it in the way that it was intended. So if right. we can't play all four minutes and 16 seconds. Right. But if we chop it up. Todd and I argue about this all the time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone go listen to the uh, get a, uh, the Out of the Woods bridge because it's, it's quite fantastic. Yeah. I think it's even on like the top like best bridges. I think Cool Summer's on it. I think, uh, which is another great song, uh, and I think Out of the Woods is on it, and I think Wildest Dreams is on it for like the best bridges of all time. This is all Taylor Swift, yeah. Not yeah, these all are time. yeah, of course. We and still haven't done our Taylor Swift podcast yet, which we will. I'm sure we will at some. I'll point. have too much to say. All right, yeah. so you did yours. You did yours. What's yours? Because I, I, I did come up with one. Okay, let's okay. hear it. All right, uh, it's by Pink Floyd. Okay. Do you know what it is? Um, no. <laughs> oh, very good. So this is how it starts. And then What's it called? Said, it's called Run Like Hell. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just tell me if you can get into this. Just pretend you're running. And it's usually how they open their show, too, right, Todd? And then I'll just fast forward to what they say run. Perfect. I feel like it would have worked, mm-hmm. worked with They Max, should have put it for too. Max. No, Running no, Up That Hill. Shouldn't. What is Running Up That Hill? Can you explain what that song's about? Because I think that... Do you know what that song's about? Well, if, I, if I'm if i going literal with mm-hmm. the lyrics, yeah. it really is about if I could trade places with you, I would. Okay. And I would make... You know, like the... Um, I kind of read it even deeper about Billy. Yeah. Do you know that's what I mean? What, that's what I thought it was about. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. you know, if, if I only could, I'd make a deal with God. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. yes, talking about running up that hill, basically making a choice to move away from your trauma. But obviously yeah. Kate Bush's rent, you know, yeah. Kate Bush had no knowledge of any of you this. You know, just to add on to my out of the woods argument, that whole song is about uh, escaping anxiety in a way, like, because it's about a relationship that's really delicate. Her and Harry. Yeah. And, well, uh, anyway, uh, it it's all about like getting to the good parts of something. It's all about getting to the not hard parts of something. It's about like outrunning that and uh, being literal and saying out of the woods, which is Mm -hmm. a very common term. So I think I'm just very happy with my selection. So I'm very, good for you. I'm very Mm -hmm. interested that you three chose songs that were very literal. Do you know what I mean? Like about, because I took this, this to mean like, what is the song to you that you could listen to over and over again Mm -hmm. that would keep you awake and remind you of who you want to be, right? Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't even take it into as the lyrics as much as, okay, so I even like took it a step further. Mm -hmm. So this is based on our childhood, right? When we were Mm -hmm. younger, because these kids are, and you Mm -hmm. and I are from the 80s, Todd, and so, like, the song that I could listen to over and over again when I was in high school was by The Kings, which was, mm. it, it was a two-part song, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah. It was, this beat goes on and switch into glide. Oh, yeah. Now, because it takes you back to your roots, right? right? It takes you back to who you are. Anytime, mm-hmm. like, I pop music would come and go, mm-hmm. but this song, like, remained really important to me. So if someone's like, what what should I put on your earphones so if you were a kid, mm-hmm. that's what I would remember. Is that the I, one that says, nothing matters yeah. but the weekend? Yeah, it's a good song. Like and, oh, good. I thought you guys were going like, to... No, no, totally no, no. I, I also like your interpretation because I did think about that. Yeah. I, wanted, I did really think about what will take you back to the people you love? Yeah. What will take you back to who you are? And honestly, one, I've listened to Out of the Woods probably more than 100 times in my life. However, I think it would take some... Uh, I'm thinking more about motivation of like getting you to run, getting you to uh, like point A to point B, like getting you like to want to move because. Right. But you guys are taking it just as that moment when she runs. She also wears her earphones through the rest of the series and has that song going. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So she's not running the whole time, right? Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking about more just that scene. Are you going to play it? Yeah. You want me to? Sure. You can play the beginning. Now this part is. That this beat goes on. Okay, so should I fast forward? Yeah. Yeah, this is switching. Isn't it so 80s, too? Yeah. Yeah, I like yours, sweetie. Thank you. I like yours, too. I think also it's, you know, like, important to have a song that, like, reminds you of whatever. Yes. But I also think Taylor Swift just happens to have a lot of songs that could relate to it. So Mm -hmm, I think any song would work, but it just happens that there's several songs, even one called Run, Mm -hmm. that I could have chosen. You know, that means the Taylor Swift fans would probably be able to escape Vecna. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think anyone who likes Taylor Swift deserves to escape. <laughs> and also, it's funny for me talking about it because I I connect Sadie and Taylor together now. So it's like I I was True. I would like to mention Max. that I was very hesitant about Max in the second season because I didn't love her personality, but obviously she's a beautiful, wonderful person. And I'm just very territorial. I was gonna say Cameron's yeah. very territorial. I'm uh, but now I love her, and I think part of I now I used to like. I started, like, tolerating her in the third season because her and Elle were together. And then I started loving her this season. One, because of her journey. Two, because of All Too Well. Because 
Jeez, it just made me love the actress. And when I love, it's not that I didn't like her before, but I especially love her now. And when you love the actor actor playing the character, you start to love the character. Totally, a hundred percent. And you, Sadie Sink is also phenomenal. So you give him more of a chance. Okay. I love Sadie Sink. So, All yeah. right, so. This, I think we already spoke to. Mm -hmm. What is our greatest worry about what comes next? Mm -hmm. Steve. Steve, uh, I'm also going to say my the thing I'm most excited to happen next. Can I do that? Sure. So, one, the reunion between Hopper and Elle. Right. I'm Me too. So, oh, my God. I'm going to, like, cry when she sees her dad again. But... I also am just so excited for all the, the I'd say, four groups, because Elle's kind of in her own group, to all come together back to Hawkins yes. and team up to defeat Vecna, because we haven't gotten a good full group scene yet, and we got a great one at the end of season three, so I'm excited about that. I'm yeah, excited. I'm excited for the reunion. Mm -hmm. That'll be really great. Mm -hmm. Todd? Um, uh, I'm a little behind. <laughs> I thought you watched everything. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, confused no, no. why you're, you're not commenting, or because you were you were in. You were totally in. I, didn't I, watch I was in one. like Lara Flynn, no doubt about it. Um, and the reason I'm behind is because I I want to say a song that would be bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be bad. Yeah. 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 I don't think that would slow get down. You move too fast. Um, that was that was maybe Barb's song. What's the question? <laughs> What's the question? What are we excited for? What are you worried about? Oh, what am I worried yeah. about? Yeah, like what is your greatest concern about going forward? What's going to happen? I don't want, um, um, what's his name? Oh, God. Steve. I don't want Steve. What's his name? I was going to say Billy. I was going to say Billy. I don't Billy's want Steve to dead. die. I, I, I confuse Billy and Steve sometimes. So that's what? our, I think we all Billy share that Steve. as a greatest Just concern. Yeah, I'm very concerned that that's where they're going. Okay, so I, this might, we might have already covered this too because we all are in agreement mm -hmm. about this last issue, but favorite character, Sky. I'm gonna I can't go right now. I need okay. to. You need um, to I need to process. Okay, so Mike has always been my favorite, just because he's the leader of the group. Still love him, but he's not as much in the spotlight this season. <laughs> Steve, even though he's a fan favorite, and I like to choose people that usually aren't fan favorites, and they're kind of like hidden beautiful characters. Steve's just—he's—he's he's so like. I just love him so much, and it's very confusing. But I also have always had a really deep love for Hopper. So I'm going to say yes. those three. I love Hopper. I am going to go next. Okay, mm -hmm. let's hear it. <laughs> I'm declaring that. Um, I, I like Max, but I may be biased because I like love Sadie Singh. Mm -hmm. But I think Joyce is just like, ah. Oh, I know she nice. leaves her kids like when they mow. <laughs> she's she's, in, she's like, in Russia. Three so she's and four. She's just left them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like. I love Joyce, and so I'm going to go with Max and Joyce. Mm -hmm. You know what, though, Sky? Out of all the parents in Stranger Things, she is the most in tune with her children. True, totally. All the rest, yeah, of the like parents all the other parents blow. have. I'm yeah. so confused on what they know and what yeah. they don't know. Yeah, because like in the first season, like they know about some of the stuff happening with Elle, but like where does their knowledge end? It's so interesting because like. They're, they had to have some explanation because they knew that Eleven died and Mike was really sad about True. it. So it's very confusing to I me. I think I'm they're totally suspending some belief. Yeah. Well, and one thing, just kind of adding this when we were talking about 80s stuff, one of the big issues of this season is what was going on in the world, which was called the Satanic Panic, mm -hmm. which people were blaming Dungeons and Dragons for mm. the Satanic Panic. But that was a real thing. Remember, everybody thought that there were Satanists who were trying to get children and trying to convince them. Interestingly, connects to... Teal Swan's documentary, mm -hmm. Todd, that we just watched called The Deep End on Hulu. Mm -hmm. There's a whole satanic panic part of that, too. So it was just an interesting time where everybody, it was kind of the beginning of blaming music 
for kids yeah. having challenges. Those dang phones. And they, those, they're the reason for all well, that's, that's wrong. now. Yeah. Then we <laughs> no, they, I'm, I'm doing a parallel for like what people blame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even though phones really do affect your brain. I don't think they well, what affect were you the brain doing when you were our age. We were playing outside making forts. Yeah, I know. No. You guys always say no, that, I've, but I'm like, you guys yeah. must have been doing so much worse stuff than us forts. being on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> I was not making forts. Okay, don't okay. me with Todd. Oh, God. I was listening. I was Max. I had my Walkman on all the time I listen to music all the time we also listen to our music all the time I know mm-hmm. this is why but I you guys write. don't care like we're we don't need a walk when we're listening to music mm-hmm. so oh. all right I'm, I'm this here is different okay yeah so then my favorite character yeah. is I'm gonna say I mean there's I love Robin for so many reasons mm-hmm. to have Me a new too. character She's that great. I love so much I love Dustin so much mm-hmm. um I also love Joyce but I have to go with Steve and I just have to bring up the funniness especially in our family because we mm-hmm. love all these people between Steve Harrington Jean Ralphio Saperstein and Andrew Garfield <laughs> <laughs> that they all look so similar uh-huh. and that especially the, who plays Jean Ralphio what's his name uh Ben Schwartz Ben Schwartz yeah and Joe Curie? Joe Curie, yeah. Co- look so similar to each other. And yeah. then I showed you guys a tweet last week where someone even brought in Andrew Garfield and said he could be the third. He could be he, the triplet. The third brother, which I also have they a deep love for Andrew Garfield. Together. So right. I would literally watch a movie with with them. Even if it's awful. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. With so them. I have to say Steve because he just reminds me of all these people that so we love. Six Gs. What about your trust fund? My parents had it amended. I don't get anything till I'm 50, which is a waste because I'm going to be a billionaire in Costa Rica by then. Eating dolphins and hanging out with lady singers. It's not a huge deal. Just sit tight. I'll take care of it. You want to come home with me? Don't you work at Lady Foot Locker? Oh, uh-oh. K to the N to the O-P-E. She's the dopest little shorty in all Pawnee, Indiana. Why? <laughs> and I love there's all sorts of, like, fandom um. about the fact that Jean Ralphio also lives in Indiana. Right, Ooh, right by Hawkins, he Indiana. Needs to help them fight. That'd well, be so fun. Some people think he awesome. is Steve's. <laughs> oh my God. Son? Son. Yeah. Yeah. Because. They, they oh, did, yeah, the time the period. They okay. Did the time. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'll get off of that for a yeah. second. Okay. So, you guys, I got hot takes. Okay. It okay. could be something that you're like, there's reasons why the show isn't good. Hot Ooh. takes. Hot takes as far as where you think a character is going. Sweetie, you didn't ask me my favorite character. I'm very oh, sweetie, sad. Sweetie, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who's no. your favorite character? I thought you said Steve. I didn't. Okay. Who's your favorite? answer is Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. Because he's funny and he's the smart one, always trying to be a step ahead of everything that's yeah. going on. I mean, True. second to L, he is the most important in getting things done because he's usually the one right. he's usually the one breaking it down and figuring it out yeah. like that's he's true. yeah he names them all too yeah, yeah. Like he demogorgon i don't know if that's a real yeah. name that's just this like vecna like mm. he just yeah. and he had dart yeah and dustin Aww. just reminds me of maybe not myself when i was a little kid but just like i knew kids like dustin i just yeah. love dustin yeah and i got a star wars reference for you okay do you remember what dustin says right before when they're doing dungeons and dragons and he has to roll a certain number mm-hmm. to beat Vecna mm-hmm. and they and he says to them don't tell me my odds oh never tell me the odds yeah what is that yeah, from yeah Han Solo yeah. says that yeah that's it oh, many times Solo okay so hot takes hot takes who okay um I feel like this is you guys are gonna be like this is lame because this isn't really a hot take um, but cool I, take. I think the Vecna reveal was one of the coolest reveals in Stranger Things and one of my favorite reveals Can like you ever. It? So we learn when Nancy gets uh, so-called clocking, clocked, clocking, clock, whatever. Clocked. Um, when she got clocked, 
um, we uh, figure out uh, Vecna's origin story, which is that he's the son of Victor Creel, and he had the same powers as Eleven, and he killed his family because of things we're still yet to find out. Like, a little bit of, like, he felt they were corrupt, they were lying. So I think we're going to get more into that in volume two. He hates humanity. Yeah, he hates humanity, and he kind of uh, framed his dad for the murder and led to believe he dies, but he actually got shipped off to Hawkins' lab to be studied, and he's one, which that means he's one of the lab kids. He's literally and, number yeah, one. Yeah, he's number one. And I... The reason I like this twist, and I think we've talked about this a lot, is I'm really a fan of really good gasp moments. And doing a good twist takes a couple of things that not a lot of shows get right. Because if you do a twist out of nowhere and it makes no sense and there's no way you could have figured it out along the way, it gets less of a reaction because I'm like, well, what was the point of all of that? Like, you pointed us in the wrong direction just to regularly throw something in. And if it's too obvious and there's no gasp and you're like, yeah, I figured that out 10 minutes ago, which is honestly better than the out of nowhere twist. But this twist was perfect because I, even though I really was intently looking for clues of who, of where twists might be, I didn't really get that he was one until he showed us the one. And I love the, uh, like, because you guys figured it out, yeah, like, two seconds out. before. Mm -hmm. And I love the reveal of the fact that he has powers. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And the fact that he was Vecna, I, whenever I, when I saw a little boy's face, I was like, oh, that's, that's him. But it was a really, really good reveal because there were hints there. We could have figured it out along the way. It made sense. And he's a great villain. So those, that's like one of my favorite moments in Stranger Things history. And he was in the Volteri. And he was in the Volteri, <laughs> which I was like, I was like, I know his face somewhere. And I'm like. Oh, he's from the vampire from movie? Yeah. I felt like I knew him too. Where yeah. else is he uh, from? Before we move on, um, I did uh, have this uh, spot queued up mm -hmm. on, I think it was the finale, uh, not the finale, but the most recent episode yeah. of why Vecna is who he is. Mm -hmm. Do you want to listen to 50 Shh. seconds yeah. of it? Let's do it. Uh, Look at you. I get nervous hey. about this are gods of our world. He's talking about black widows. Okay. Mm -hmm. The most important of all predators. They immobilize and feed on the weak, bringing balance and order to an unstable ecosystem. But the human world was disrupting this harmony. You see, humans are a unique type of pest, multiplying and poisoning our world all while enforcing a structure of their own a deeply unnatural structure where others saw order okay. i thought yeah great sorry something i heard from that when he was talking about the um black widows again maybe that's why he works for the mind flare he's like yeah you look like one well <laughs> or he i'm uh, i have a few hot takes one of them is maybe vecna's in charge i don't think Vecna is in charge. We set up... Isn't the Mind Flare a big, Mind huge Flare, Yeah, but he could have created Mind him. Mind Flare is the president of the Upside Down. But, to, you know... We'll figure it out. We'll fi but, like, what Skylar mm. just said, he wasn't like, hey, I like you because you're a spider. Vecna's whole thing oh. is the spider. But the Upside Down has existed for way longer than just the 50s. Like, he could... He just got there, like... A few months ago, the like the day Eleven shot him in there. How could he have become he the leader? He was connected to the Upside Down as a child. Yeah, but he wasn't... No, he had abilities. He wasn't like... But do you remember how lights would flicker in his house? There was an Upside Down yeah, but connection. He, right, but he didn't but start he, that. He, before right. he was born, the Upside Down was still there. So that wouldn't make any... Are you saying that he's the leader of the Upside yes. Down? 
That doesn't make any sense. Well, That's why it's mm-hmm. a hot take. It's mm-hmm. a hot take. Okay. Now, I also have another crazy hot take, uh-huh. and, and we can go around about hot takes. Like, we so you could have my hot takes. Another what? hot take, and you guys are going to just laugh. Okay. Okay? What if Vecna, what if one is Eleven's father? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, like, not as old He's well, not old enough. That's the only piece. But <laughs> why would Brenner steal Jane from that woman? Yeah. Unless he assumed she had some kind of powers. Because he messed with a woman's mind. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. But how would he have the? How would he? Ha- how would he be Eleven's father if he was taken as a child <laughs> to, to the okay. insane okay. So maybe, maybe, oh, maybe he got out on a weekend thing <laughs> and then had sex with. Elle's mom. He's well, not old enough. That doesn't line yeah, up. Well, well, how, how, what's Let it? me start from the beginning. Ahead, when he is taken in 1959, <laughs> he is a child, yeah. right? He's like a nine-year-old child. So he's born in 1950, let's right. say. Do some math with okay. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. 1959, he is a child. Yeah. Jane is born in what? 70? Who, who's Jane? Ja- Jane That's L. L. Oh, Jane is L. She was born in 19 what? 70 something? She's 14 right now. So she, uh, she wasn't in 83 is when Will was taken and she was only like 10. So she was yeah. born in So he would be 20 years old when he got somebody pregnant. Right. He got the crazy lady awful. pregnant. I but shouldn't she say wasn't crazy. crazy. I know she, they made her crazy. But, I wonder how um, she's doing. So, but. Yeah. Is she still alive? Yeah, I thought they, I yeah. think Sky's yeah. right. She did it. She, they did experiments on her. Yeah, that's and how that's, we knew. They do experiments on the parents so that they could get the magical children. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to laugh that one off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I only bring it up because Brenner seemed to know his name is Papa. Sweetie. <laughs> Papa seemed. To, and first of all, I could do a whole bunch of things here. The mom of in the Creole family knew there was something going on with her son, and she called Doctor Brenner before he even killed everybody obviously she made that call before she died um but do you remember that so brenner was already doing something yeah that that made her think that her son should go with dr well he he was probably he's the first test subject he's one i understand but before he was one before he knew that this kid had telekinesis yeah he was doing something that this woman's like this is a doctor that my kid should see mm. maybe mm. meeting this creole kid made him go oh my gosh i've got to be able to tap into what yeah. he has um so one more question because cameron and i argued about this a little bit mm-hmm. we argued about this is very connected to star wars okay we got to think anakin skywalker here i don't here. know who you're t- well, okay well, yeah let me, let yeah, me, yeah you're I right, 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 right you're yet. right you're right sorry there is a discussion that that number one, or in the show, his name's Peter, but he's actually a Creel. What's the Creel? Peter Creel. His name's not Peter, though, in the family. It's something else. Yeah, what it is. Mean? It's Peter in the family. What no, do you mean? it's not. What are you talking about? I'm so confused okay. right now. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There is, he is, he works for Dr. Brenner, and they call him Peter, but in the family, his last name is Creel, but they don't call him Peter. When in do the they family. say his name? They're going through all the kids. Todd, look it up. Look it up. Look up the Creole family in okay, so, okay. So he is he's talking to Eleven about using anger mm-hmm. to get her powers back. Yeah. But isn't that a Palpatine Anakin thing? Like yeah. use your anger and you will be able 
become more powerful than if you use the force, which is light and goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's debate. I'm totally with you. And like, he's trying to get her to go to the dark side. He's trying to do it. But what she has proven twice, once when she sent him into the upside down and she says, no, I'm not going to take the world over. Uh, with you and two in see at the end of season two when she shuts the huge gate she uses her anger to do good so there's a line between that he's trying to get her he's like the anger is going to turn her into a bad person but what she really does is she does it to fuel herself in order to make the world a better place because we know that 11 really has morals she really wants to save people she really is a good person henry creel also known as one Mm -hmm. comma peter ballard and vecna portrayed by jamie campbell bauer and then it says henry under the alias of peter was originally described as a caring man, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Who works as an... So that's weird, right? I'm confused. When do they call him Peter Ballard? When do they call him Peter Ballard? Papa does. Papa's like, Peter, what's going on in there? Peter, and as when he's in the white uniform, when he's in the lab. So maybe they just changed his name in order for us to not figure out that that he was... Yeah, because we needed some... Because when I look back on it, it's so crazy that we didn't figure it out because there were so many hints. There I feel it. There was there was so many signs. And his discussion with Eleven about what happened to One, I don't know how mm-hmm. I didn't figure out in the moment that he was One. Because it's so... I shouldn't say it's obvious now because I it, if it was obvious, we would have seen it. But like... The way they do that, it's really it's really clear what they're trying to get us through. In hindsight. Time. Yeah. Were we- I think I lost my thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any hot takes, Guy? No, not really. Just, like, a lot of, like, I feel like in season three there was a lot more, like, relationship stuff, like, friendship and, like, romantic relationships. In this mm-hmm. season, they're just, like, hanging on by a thread. So it's hard to, like, <laughs> so it's hard to, like, yeah. I know. People are, like, making their theories about it. I'm like, how would you know? They're all just freaking out right now. Yeah. Trying also, to stay alive. Uh, sorry. So I had uh, all these questions, and we've answered most of them, mm-hmm. and I don't think, you know, we're an hour and a half in, and I don't think we're going to go through all these, but I just want to let you guys know, these are some of the um, questions that we didn't touch on that I thought we might. We did, could all give, like, one-word answers. Did Vecna, create yeah, lightning the, round. did Vecna create the Upside Down? No. No. Maybe. No, he was not around when the Upside Down was created. Okay, you're right. Vecna didn't create it, but no. there is something connected to it. He it, may have created it into what it became, yes. but he so, wasn't the one who started it. Okay, got yeah. it. Why was Brenner using one as an orderly? To keep him too powerful. Yeah. Keep him under his control. He put the chip in him. He wanted to keep an eye on him. He didn't want to just let him out in the world just in case he could get the thing out. Uh, and he was just that. too dangerous. Um. Does music really stop Vecna? Yes. It doesn't stop Vecna per se, but what it does, it makes you mm-hmm. be able to leave Vecna's grasp. It takes you back to your roots. It takes you back to the things you love. So it's not about music per se. It's about using the light, using the good, and music brings that out in people. Tapping into that part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, how was one formed if they're all a copy of him? What? How was one, one, and this is why I think one has. How was one formed in the first place? I think that's the question. So, well, are we just going to go with kind of the storyline of some people are born with magical powers? But if so, is that thing we said about Eleven having powers because experiments were done on her mother when she was still. Like gene mutations. Yeah, yeah. So maybe let's say the first guy, one, 
uh, Peter, got yeah, Peter. Peter Henry. He was <laughs> Peter Henry Vecna. Orderly. Orderly. Um, one Peter Henry Vecna. One. Yeah, he's got five uh, Yeah, and I think let's say okay, this is just a theory. He had a specific gene mutation that made him be able to do this, and they figured out how to do that on other people when they were still babies, and they just started doing the exact same thing to other people as was done to him, as was done to the one naturally. So maybe he is a copy in a way, but not like cloning. So back to my is he else father, maybe yeah. not through some kind of relationship with the mother, but the gene changing he may have taken some genes exactly from him. so he's another papa and this is a <laughs> so many fathers I hate when she, ever, she calls him papa or when they do yeah, it sounds kinda, so possessive yeah I it's know. pretty bad um, and so i like that she calls hopper dad yeah oh. <laughs> so this is kind of a dumb question but help oh. me remember why so all right so we know peter vecna guy is one mm-hmm. and why does papa do two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve because he, he wants more power. He wants more power. He's trying yeah. to recreate what this kid has. Yeah. So I he's think, not trying to I heal think, the world. He's no, power-hungry bad think, guy. I think um, Vecna even said he was like, when he couldn't completely control me, he just wanted to clone me instead. Mm-hmm. Here's a... Uh, I'm going to add a little hot take. I'll keep, it, I'll keep it brief. I think Papa is not a full bad guy. I truly no. think he loves Eleven in the way where he loves her power and he needs to keep her safe in order to use that power for something. But I is I do think there is some love in between those two. He took her from his her I mother. know. I don't but that's the thing. Like he's been with her since she was a kid. I'm not saying he's a good person, but I'm saying he had I truly do think he cares about Eleven at he's the end of the day. He's not completely bad, but he's he yeah. doesn't care about her. I think he cares about her be, as no. an extension of her power. Like he cares How about, about her. as best as he can. Yeah. I think I just think there is some humanity in him. That's what I'll say. So to like end There's on... humanity in everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Which is the case with Star Wars, right? Even Darth Vader, there's good in him. What about the big bad guy Palpatine? Yeah. Palpatine. There's humanity in him. There's a lot of love there. But that was Ray's... And he loves Grandpa. he loved Grandpa. Anakin by an extension of his want for his he power. He his power, though. Yeah, but like maybe love. maybe he loved him because of that like obviously it's no. not the best way to do it but he did save anakin from the burning thing that's my, a want, want. my two cent oh should we go want while that one hold I on she's <laughs> correlating love with wanting power i think cameron no, but I think, manner love and possession two different things Ooh, bly manor take the line is thin the Let's line say that. <laughs> no but even in bly manor they're like they're completely separate love it love is i set you free could, I want your power is I want to control you. Okay. And I'm I just think Eleven and Papa, there is something there's there. There's a little bit of something. Because he's been with her little since she was love. a baby. Little bit. Little, little bit. baby. He held little baby Eleven. And just really? for the record, I think 99.99% of any people ever born are inherently good. I think there's some weird gene mutation for the... for. Maybe. When you're Maybe. born, it's not about being inherently good. It's about being innocent of, like, you yeah. haven't really done yeah. anything. Well, and I just think that the people who stir up chaos are all wounded. Like yeah. They exactly. Wounded. Exactly. Trauma from what happens when yeah. you're a young child. And this is a, this whole season is a lot about trauma, how we deal with it, how it affects us, and how it, it takes over our lives. I mean, really. Last two characters, uh, Papa, Matthew Modine, huge 80s character, mm-hmm. right? He's our Vision mm-hmm. Quest guy. Loud and Swain. Yeah, Loud and Swain. And then Paul Reiser, who is the guy who gets 11. I don't even know what his name is in Stranger Things. Owens? But, yeah, Owens. Yeah. 
but Paul Reiser was an alien, which yeah. is very connected to this movie. So it's also Beverly Hills Cop, sweetie. Naturally, and Mad About You, yeah. which is connected to you and I, because when I started watching Mad About You, I was like, I want to have a relationship like Jamie and. What's no his idea. name in it? Dylan. And then I started dating your dad, and I was like, we have that kind of relationship. Yeah. It's a mad about you relationship. And now we're doing a podcast with our kids. Isn't that crazy? It. it all comes full circle. So any last takes, girls? Uh, Steve will not be dying on my watch okay. in volume two, and I'm going to have to avoid spoilers because I'll be gone. I'm, yeah. I will be gone at camp when yeah. volume two comes out, and I am devastated. Yeah. I know. I'm going to miss Thor, Love, and Thunder, and I'm going to miss Are we going Strange to things. watch it? before you guys yeah, yeah i'll watch it by myself you can but watch it but i'm just too i feel like sometimes you guys are not good at keeping things to yourself yeah you guys want me to send you postcards you're gonna you're, gone? you're gonna need to like Steve really keep dead. it on the deal <laughs> no she's Rip she's Steve. she'll say something then she'll like put her hands over her mouth she'll be like oh, oh like yeah. i just realized sweetie's I said poker face is a little wet when i had so cameron was watching sex in the city and i was like has samantha gone to the doctor like, yet mom she's like don't tell me samantha's going to the doctor okay i have no more hot takes how about you taddy no on. Empty. Let's do it. Nothing going on All in right, the head. Um, so, thank you, Cameron Adams, Skylar Adams, for joining us. Hopefully, it won't be another six months before we do another pop culturing. Well, we can do volume two if there's enough material. Good yeah, call. yeah, yeah. Good call. Or we could go back and do Yellow Jackets. Or we, why don't else? we do Yellow Jackets when season two comes out? Good idea. Oh, good idea. But that's gonna be a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, we won't. We're a little stale on our Yellow. But jackets. the Emmy nominations haven't come out yet, so that could be something. That's a good. That's a good thought. We'll, we'll just, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, thanks, everybody. Hope to catch you next time on Pop Culture. Adios. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have appreciated or enjoyed a decade of Zen Parenting Radio podcasts, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review. We are always grateful for your support. If you want more Zen Parenting, consider joining Team Zen, pre-ordering Kathy's Zen Parenting book, or subscribing to Zen Parenting Moment. You can find these opportunities and more at zenparentingradio.com. If you want to connect through social networking, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep trucking, and we will talk to you again next week.